Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. I had a thought the other day about my wife, and because um, uh, she keeps herself very fit, you know, very healthy, very fit. She's really dedicated to it. And then there's me. And I'm dedicated to not doing that. But I had, the, I had this terrible thought. It was actually a frightening thought. I thought, if she dies before me, she's going to be so angry, you know. <laughs> After all that work she's put in, do you know what I mean? So she'll be standing there in front of the Jesus. Why am I here and he's still alive? The, the, the way he treats himself. Bless. So, uh, she would be quite happy, yeah. She might have a few pounds out of it as well. <clears throat> Anyway, okay, John 15, we're, um, we're times moving, so I might speak in Northern Ireland, which is just faster than everything else. Uh, I've got the first 17 verses. Um, I'll maybe just read a few of them, first of all. I'll not read them all. Jesus speaking, I am the true vine, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch he does bear, that, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I'll stop there. There's just, there's there's a lot of, I had a lot of revelation on this. When you read and reread the same piece of scripture a few times, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It's Pentecost Sunday. I think the Holy Spirit wants to show off today. I really do, and I really believe he's, he has already touched people, but I really believe he's still going to touch people. He wants to do that, and we're going to do that in a few moments. Um, but the first thing Jesus said here was, I am the true vine. He said that once. Later on, he says, I am the vine, you're the branch. But he said, I am the true vine. I think it's an important point because there are other vines. There are other, there are other things. There are other teachings. There are other um, types of faith. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. He's very definite about that. Uh, it's quite a statement, really. Um, but there's other vines, there's other things that can come into our life that distract us from the true vine. Um, but I think, you know, as, as the church, many of us here have been Christians a long, long time, and we, we have to sort of remember to stay in that vine. And, and this is the key point of the whole day, is that we are in the vine. He is the vine, we are the branches, right? There's no disconnect in God. Um, and I think that, that part of the problem sometimes, I mean, I, if I asked you to put your hand up if you've got any unanswered prayers, I think everybody would do that. Because we all know about unanswered prayer, don't we? Stuff that's frustrating, this stuff we're waiting for, we're praying, we're, what's happening? Sometimes, and not, this is not, doesn't cover all of it, but there are times when it's, it's our faith in, we, we sort of have a mental picture. I know I used to have this, that when we pray, God is way, way, way up there in heaven and we're way down here on earth 
and our prayers are going up to heaven and they're going through the cloud of demonic darkness and, and, and then the answer might come back down and it might get delayed like the story in Daniel where the angel had to help. And that's, that's all good stuff. I understand. We understand that mentality. And that, that can be our mentality. It, 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 there's a sort of a picture in our brain sometimes that God is far away. But we are in the vine. This is New Testament. We are grafted in. You, talk, you read Paul's reading, writings. We were grafted into the vine. Therefore, God, where is God? He's right here. He lives inside us. We all know that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But I think our faith will increase if we realize how much we are connected to the vine. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> the health of a branch is dependent on the vine. The, 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 and a tree, it's the tree trunk. It's the, it comes from the roots. The roots go down. They pull the nutrients. In uh, Psalm, I think it's the first Psalm, it talks about a righteous person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Everything he does prospers. His leaf does not wither. Everything he does prospers because those roots go down into the water, all right? So we have to sort of get this new, new sort of image of ourselves as Christians. So the health of the branch is dependent on the vine and the roots. That's Jesus. Jesus said, I am the true vine, you know? Who's got a need here? Who's got a, uh, maybe a financial need, a physical need, any kind of a need, Right? i tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to ask the vine to work. See, the Holy Spirit, the, the sap that comes through a vine or a tree into a branch is what feeds it and maintains it, nourishes it. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you know, don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit came and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So what he's wanting to do, I think we should right now just connect to the vine. So if you have a need, just sort of stick your hand up. And I want everybody, people who are beside you just to lay their hand on you because that's biblical, right? If there's a healing need, a financial need, a relational need, like this um, girl whose brother, you know, disappeared and came back. Don't do this, oh, Father, way up in heaven stuff. Connect to the vine and ask, let's, I'm gonna say, Lord Jesus, you're the vine, Holy Spirit, you're the sap. We ask you now, Holy Spirit, to flow through, through the vine, into us as the branches. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch these needs. I pray for your healing power to flow through bodies. I rebuke every sickness in this place in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to come and to touch those bodies, to meet those financial needs where, where the devil, who is the thief, has stolen. Lord, we command that he be restored. He must restore, Lord, sevenfold. In those situations where he's broken up families, relationships, we restore them in the name of Jesus. We ask for the sap of your Holy Spirit to go through the vine into the branches because, Lord, we are connected to you. We cannot be disconnected. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Something, the Holy Spirit will do stuff here. You'll start to feel that. Some of you might even feel that very soon in your bodies. In those relational situations, you might see some miracles very soon, that financial thing, because we're connected to the vine. It's, it's, we've got to get this sort of must melted into our head. God is not far away, but he is close. Uh, anybody here like Star Trek? Yeah, well, no, nah, that's rub. 
I didn't say I liked it, but I'm using it as an example. I prefer Star Wars because that's real. But I remember seeing one of the Star Trek movies one day and the doctor, who was, I think the nickname was Bones, but they had gone back in time, as you do, and they'd come back to modern day and he was, they were in this hospital and there was a guy on a trolley and um, the Bones, the doctor from Star Trek, the future, said, what's wrong with you? He says, um, he says um, I'm having a kidney replacement. He's like, what? Kidney replacement? He says, oh, you're barbarians. And he pulled out a little device and went, and the guy's kidney was completely fixed. You know? So why do I tell you that? Because another world that was superior in their technology and their medicine and everything they could do had come into his world and brought with, with them that technology to fix that, that couldn't be fixed in, in, in our time. Okay, so it was like, the, you know, how many movies are there people coming from the future? And they're bringing back, or aliens come and they've got, do you ever notice the aliens are always cleverer than we are? Why is that? And yet we kill them. Why is that? But they're always got more technology, they're clever. The kingdom of God is within you. We're connected to the vine. So that superior kingdom lives inside of us because of the vine that we're connected to. Jesus said the kingdom is near, the kingdom is within you. He talked a lot about the kingdom. So everything that we have need of is already inside us. So we must lose that God far away picture. He's right here and that kingdom is, it's actually like a parallel kingdom. And the scripture says that we see through a glass darkly or it's like looking at a poor reflection in a mirror. A mirror, not a mirror, a mirror. It's, um, we see things spiritually, but we don't see them so clearly, but, but we get a sense of what they are. And that's what revelation brings, doesn't it? It's like looking through, like, remember Lucasade wrappers? Remember the paper around the Lucasade bottle? You used to look through it as a kid. It's like that. But once you have a revelation on the word of God, it actually increases your faith. So once we get the depth of this thing about the vine, we'll see more happen because we'll just connect to the vine. We just go, Lord, let this flow through the vine to me. I need this. My body needs this. Our finances, the ministry, whatever it is. You know, that's what God did when he brought, fixed the shortfall. That was the, the vine, the spirit, the sap going through to the branches to, to, to make up the shortfall in the finance. That was the work of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> I believe that we'll have some testimonies of God touching us here today. Please share your testimonies. Let me just say that. I prayed for somebody years ago um, for gum disease. I might even be in here. So I'm not, I don't want to embarrass them, but um, God healed them. And they told me four years later. Four years! <laughs> Scripture says to use testimony. Yeah, four years. The father prunes. The, the father is the gardener, so he prunes the vine. Why? So there'll be more fruit. Many of us, we, we said earlier in the meeting, that, that many of us have seen fruit of, of ministry and we've seen things over the years and things happen. And we all could look back and go, if only I had a, done a wee few wee different things or not done a few different things, I might have seen more fruit, you know? Um, 
But we all know there's no point living in regrets. But the Father prunes those things in our lives. Sometimes when God removes something in your life, it's because he wants to see more fruit. And, and if you read this whole story, um, it's for the Father's glory. It's for the glory of God. We, the reason that we have, God wants us to have successful, good lives, um, anointed, full of wisdom and, and authority and able to live life, is so that the world can look at us and go, that's got to be God because you're an idiot, you know. People, you know, people from back home say about me, say, oh, I can never see anybody change so much because they knew me then. You, you didn't see any of that. You keep quiet, Christine. <laughs> you didn't see any of that. But people go, I never saw anyone change so much. Why? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the work of God. Amen. And he pruned me and I give my life to him and he fixes things and heals you and oh, my life. You know, and it's the glory, go from glory to glory. So we have to allow the Father to prune us, all right? Verse three says, Jesus, in the middle of this, Jesus suddenly went, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. What's, what's that got to do with the vine? You know, you think, what? What that speaks to me of is righteousness. If you read Romans, when you, when you go home, read Romans five seventeen. Romans is an interesting book. Romans 5.17 uses the phrase, the gift of righteousness. We have been given a gift of righteousness, okay? The thing about righteousness is it takes away all your striving because you're righteous. It's a gift. If I give you a gift, you wouldn't try to pay me for it, would you? You wouldn't try to earn it. It's a gift. So whenever Jesus died and I accepted him, I was made righteousness. The scripture says we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, you don't feel righteous. In fact, this is a subject that drives some Christians mad. Because, you know, you can get over... See, works are good, but they're not for salvation. Works are from salvation. We serve God from salvation, not for salvation. And we, ha- we don't work in a slave mentality. We work in a, in a sonship. In a, in a, we are a child, of the, a child of God. We work in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So I think it's really important that righteousness, we've got to have a revelation of righteousness. You are righteous. If you know Jesus, you are righteous. Whether you do anything for him or not. But of course, you would do something for him because of what he's done, wouldn't you? You do it at a heart of gratitude. Yeah? But, but don't work for your salvation. Right? And don't work for God. Work with him. Because you don't work for God. If you read on in this scripture, I'm aware of time, so if you read on in this scripture, Jesus says, um, a servant, I, have, I, have, I no longer call you servants. He says, a servant does not know his master's business, but I have called you friends. And he, he has brought us into the family business. So Jesus calls us friends. So whenever we work, do things, um, any form of ministry, whether it's, it is serving coffee or or preaching, or praying for somebody, or whatever it is, you're doing it with the Holy Spirit. You're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. When you go to work, you're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You can't get away from him because you're grafted into the vine. Isn't that good news? This, this, I find this life-changing. I think it's fantastic, you know? Um, there's another part of this scripture where he says, um, you know, about the branch, you cannot, you cannot bear fruit by yourself. I think we've all learned that one, haven't we? You ever tried and failed? That's how you succeed. You try and you fail, you try and you fail, and you think, no. Then you finally do it right and succeed. 
But he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. Yeah, it has to be connected to the vine. And it says any branch, that, if they're disconnected, it says they're, they're, they're withered and they're only useful for um, to be picked up and thrown in the fire. See, once a branch is cut off a tree, it no longer has any use. Well, it does to me because I'm a carpenter, like, but that's not the point. You know what I mean? It, as a branch, it, it is no longer a branch. So, you know, don't disconnect yourself from Jesus. Remember the cartoons where you sit in the branch and you saw the other end and, and you're the one who falls? People, I know it's funny, it's stupid, isn't it? People do that spiritually. They, they cut themselves off from God. They go off, something happens and off they go. You know, it's usually, uh, I don't know, find a new boyfriend or something and off you go whatever. And there's all kinds of reasons why people disconnect from God. First thing they do is disconnect from church. Then they disconnect from God. And then 15 years later, they're crawling back, hopefully, in a state and there's all this mess and, and they shouldn't have disconnected from God. You don't cut the branch off that you're sitting on. Amen. So stay with God. So Jesus said, because it's withered, the branch gets withered. Now, I believe that there's a parallel in this um, do you remember the story of the guy with the withered hand? I'm assuming you know. Do you read the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. This man had a, had a, a withered hand and um, Jesus, uh, he was in the company of Jesus and they were all watching to see if Jesus would heal him on the Sabbath because that's against the rules. You know, religion loves rules. And um, Jesus said to the man, stand up in front of everybody. And he stood up and everybody, it was, this is a public you know, this was a public thing. This is like embarrassing. The guy's got a deformed hand. And then Jesus says, stretch out your hand. You know, in public, humiliating the guy. But he stretched out his hand, it was completely healed. You know, and that to me, that's a picture of, of Jesus sometimes wants us to publicly say, help. Do you know what I mean? And I know that every time we have a prayer line for people, there's people who have needs and they, pride will stop them. Because weakness is not failure or, or, or having a problem is not a failure. But we feel like it's, the, oh, oh, people who think I'm no good. I went for prayer two weeks ago. I tell you what, in our early days in, the, in this church, we, just, we actually had to go forward so often, we just moved to the front row. <laughs> Seriously, it saved, it saved a lot of time and energy. We were out for, and this isn't Irish people. What's wrong with that, those Irish people? They're out again for prayer. But God was doing the work. He was doing the work. He was fixing it. And, and he, 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 you know, the sap came through the vine and the branches got healthier and healthier. Yeah. But we did. We actually just moved to the front row. It was easier. It saves the walk of shame. <laughs> Is anybody looking at me? If you have a need, acknowledge it and get it sorted out. Amen. Because, you know, religion likes to keep things, all the unpleasant stuff, nice and neat and tidy. But the man had to stretch out his hand. He didn't know it was going to be healed. I'm sure he hoped, but everybody would have looked at that hand. Went, oh, look at the state of his hand. Well, look at the state of me. Look, sometimes look at the state of my soul. It's not in a good place sometimes. You know, it's not all wonderful and amazing all the time. And we all know, we, we know ourselves, don't we? But... When we bring that to God and go, this is me, Lord, do something. The Holy Spirit will come and do that because you're connected. So allow that to happen. 
Or you could delay, delay that for another five years and just sit there. And that's what people do. They think, oh, I should have sorted this out years ago. You know, so don't delay in letting God work on you because he wants to prune and help. Hallelujah. Mm. I've hardly looked at my notes now. There's no continuity in any of this. I just bounce around all over the place. Verse nine, Jesus says that, I love this statement. As the, as the Father has, I better read it actually. Verse nine. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Wow. As, as the Father has loved Jesus. Now how much does the Father love Jesus? That's complete love. And Jesus has loved us that much. And of course, so has the Father. And so is the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know, the Holy Spirit loves you. See, the Holy Spirit's the most, he's the person that we're most rude to. <laughs> you know, um, he's kind of like, it can be a sort of a side issue sometimes, but he, he is Jesus in, in, uh, in our presence. He's the presence of Jesus and we need him. That's why we have to invite him and treat him as a person as well. But as the Father loved Jesus, Jesus loves me. Oh my goodness me. That'll give you a bit of emotional security, I'll tell you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So then he says in verse seven and eight, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask anything you wish and it'll be done for you. I think that's amazing as well. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. I mean, this is the word, isn't it? If, if, you, if you grasp this, if you go home and, and, and read John 15, 1 to 17, read through it, the word is going to remain in you and you, you have a, a right now because if you use that revelation of the vine and the branch, you'll see more happen. You'll not be praying up to God far, far away. You'll see things happen because now you realize you're connected to vine. So that's the word. So as the words remain in you, you can ask for whatever you want. Not good. More shoes. No more shoes, Chris. We need more wardrobes. She's the Imelda Marcos of Dunstable. Bless her. But she looks good in them. But yeah, ask whatever you wish because you've remained in him and his words. It's the, wor- the word is, the, um, is the, the sustenance. If you don't know the word you'll be fooled and downtrodden. I'm telling you, Satan will take advantage of your ignorance. You've got to know the word of God. You've got to know that the word of God says what I am and that I can have, yeah? Psalm 1 talks about, I think it's Psalm 1, righteous person, like a a tree planted by streams of water. So I can go to God and go, Lord, I'm like a tree planted by streams of water because your word says that. Because I'm righteous because Romans 5.17 says I've got the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I'm righteous. So I must be like a tree planted by streams of water. So whatever I do prospers. The leaf does not wither because it's drawn from that. And I can claim that and say, right, Lord, it doesn't seem that way. So I'm now connecting, making sure, asking for that connection to flow through into my life that there will be that prosperous in, in all those areas, that whatever I do will prosper. Whatever I work at, whatever I minister at, in my family life, I will prosper. Now we know that there's, there's quite often a gap between what is actually happening and what God desires for us. 
And that's where faith comes in. And we've got to remember, we also have an enemy who is a thief. Yeah, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we're not having that. And it's a matter of standing up. And we heard a great message on faith last week. And allowing our faith in the word. Let the word, Jesus said, let my words remain in you. You can get whatever you need. Yeah? His words. What he says about me. What he says about me. Who he says I am. In Ephesians, he, tell, he already tells me um, that I am already seated with Christ in heavenly places. It also tells me that I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So if I'm not seeing that, I've got to disconnect somewhere and I need to let those words flow. Amen? So, um, is that enough? Or will I shut up? Or, yeah? I did loads of notes, like, but it, you, know, you can go too far with this. Uh, I want to say this. This was very important. Verse 16. Let me read this. I'll re- let me read from 14. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Wow. And appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. Everything has to be done in love. But you know, you did not choose me. We think we chose Jesus. Jesus chased us down. I, got, I, have, a, I have a, I feel as a prophetic word for, for those. Most of us really, because we all have friends or family who aren't in the kingdom. And I felt like the Lord say, you know, our job is to stay in the vine and pray for them. But Jesus will follow them into the darkness. He will. And I felt that really strong. If you pray, he will follow them into the darkness. My life is a testimony of a mother's prayers. When I was 15, I was almost involved in terrorism. I got as far as handling weapons and training in weapons at 15 years old, right? And then all of a sudden, the whole thing got broken up and it just, the problem just disappeared. I tried to get out of it and they, they told me the only way out is a bullet in the head. That's how it was back then. I nearly died in a, car, in a bike accident when I was 17, but I didn't. But I'm, what I'm saying is the mother's prayers, your prayers will protect and set friends. So don't worry about where they are and what they're doing. You stay in the vine and Jesus will follow them into the darkness, yeah? Amen. Jesus did that with me. Jesus followed me into LSD trips. I couldn't get rid of him. Me and my brother-in-law used to take LSD and then start talking about revelation. He wouldn't, Jesus would not go away. The Holy Spirit would not leave me alone, thank God. And he, he's a pain in the neck, honestly. But thank God he is. Because of his love, he pursues us. Amen. But our job is not to, you know, put a tract under the husband's dinner plate or, any, or, or nag about, or drop little hints about church. Don't do all that. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Yeah. Take authority over the lies that are in their head from the devil. Silence Satan in their life. And I pray for family and friends. I will pray that they will only hear the Holy Spirit. I, I I command every voice that is not the Holy Spirit to be silenced. Amen. And you'll see results. You'll see good things. Yeah, let the Holy Spirit hound them down. And you stay on the vine. 
Amen. Good stuff. It's exciting. This, this is a good day today, isn't it? I'm telling you. <clears throat> so, last point. Whenever see people say last point, you know it's a lie, don't you? <laughs> it is the last point. Whenever Jesus said, I, I chose you, you didn't choose me, I had a thought on that. I thought, we don't access the kingdom. You know, people talk about accessing the kingdom. And I understand that. I understand. The kingdom has accessed us. You know, the kingdom of God is within you. And all of us is in the kingdom. There's no disconnect. There's no um, lack or less or any of that. The whole kingdom of God lives inside me. Therefore, everything we need, it's already done. And we just have to use our faith to access that. Amen. So we've been accessed. We've been chosen by the Lord. So I'm thinking, Lord, what a privilege that you, you chose me to do something. So I say, Lord, use me. Um, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit be on me to do the works that you called me to do. And I think that's all of our, our heart's prayers, isn't it? We all want to see God use us, don't we? Don't let anything stop um, God using you. Anything or anyone. Don't worry about the opinions of man. Do what, and make sure you know what God's telling you, first of all. Get that right. And when, when you know that it's correct and you get your confirmation, then you move forward and you do it because the whole kingdom is, is available to us. Amen. So remember, you're in the vine. You're a branch. Don't disconnect, but allow the vine to flow through you. Amen. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.